0: Yeah, and this is Ron from itmasterkey.com, and I'm here with one of my students, Devon. He just passed Network Plus, and the purpose of this interview, the purpose um, of this whole bang, is for him to pretty much tell us what his journey was like going through Network Plus. So I took Network Plus uh, several times. Um, I took it uh, the last time, maybe two years ago, but I kind of wanted to uh, get it from somebody that um, is new. He actually works um, in networking right now, passed Network Plus. I'm going to ask them a couple of questions, and that's going to be that. So,
1: Devon, please introduce yourself to your cousins. How are you doing? My name is Devon Mobley. I'm from Tampa, Florida, 25 years old. Been in the industry, I'll say, for pretty much all of my life. Been Got a knack for, for computers, but a little bit about myself. I uh, grew up um, going through the STEM program. For anybody that's not familiar, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. So it kind of geared me towards technology at a very young age, and that's uh, starting from elementary school. So going from there, uh, went to, had a couple of different retail jobs, but was currently in school for getting my AS in computer science. So I didn't complete that, but in the midst of that, I had a teacher tell me that a certification is much more credible and validated. So I just kind of took my career that way from, I'll say, about 20 up until right now. And just had my my A plus job, which started out as help desk, and now it's turned into network plus. So I've been doing that ever since.
0: Okay. So, uh, how old were you when you got the um, the help help desk
1: job? I was 18 at the time. Okay. Uh, the all day, right. so. so, how well, was I was it? trying to be recruited for a long time because the guy was my neighbor. It just turned out my dad talked to him, he told me what I was doing, what I wanted to do. He tried to get me in there.
0: Okay, so how was the help desk job? Was it what you expected it to be? Did it suck, or how,
1: how was that experience overall? Well, for somebody that's been breaking and fixing computers since he was five years old, okay. it's kind of relatively easy when you, when you have your family comes to you if you have some kind of smaller, minor problem that you can just fix off your own pirate races. But when I got into the help desk, it was more broadened just because it was more, more things you had to focus on. You really had to, a different variety of questions, different variety of people, that didn't have different the same knowledge that you did. So growing up and being able to relate with some of your peers to uh, for a long period of time through schooling and then in the workforce having to kind of adjust to the level of knowledge based off the consumer level, mm-hmm. and that was kind that was kind of the hardest part. Just that uh, having to fend through what you know, what the consumer knows, and having to merge that gray area. So I, I think it was it was good. It was what I expected because I knew this is what I wanted do for a career. But for somebody that's just stepping into it, it'll probably be a little little bit overbearing at first until you get used to it within the first couple of years. Okay.
0: So um, with the help desk, right? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about interpersonal skills, like soft skills? So in the help desk, a lot of times you have to talk to a lot of people, you have to interact with a lot of people. Do you think having soft skills or interpersonal skills, is that important or is kind of like as long as I know what I'm doing, as long as I know what I'm talking about, I'll be fine. And And, did you uh, sharpen your your personal skills or is it kind of like overbearing? Because a lot of times, unfortunately, um, most people that call the help desk aren't happy. Something is broke. Something is wrong. So it's not (laughs) that they're not going to be in the best mood. Right. how How was that for you? Especially being 18, you know, maybe it was
1: just like, damn, this is too much. Or I don't know. How was your experience as far as that goes? So my my route was a little bit uh, different because before I had my help desk job, I had two retail jobs. So just okay. kind of as my so you first so job. So you was used to getting I cut out. I right? had experience dealing with people. You know, I, I know how to talk to people, especially right. when they're emotional. And that's mm-hmm. I would say just this field in general, no matter if it's help desk, no matter if it's IT security, you have to know how to be personal. Mm-hmm. You have to know how to communicate with people and also to de-escalate emotions if it comes down to it. Because nine times out of ten, they're calling you, like you said with an issue. So they already have a preconceived notion that whoever I'm calling needs to know how to get this answer revol- resolved at any, no matter how the dialogue goes. Okay. So it was just a main of, uh, I would say you definitely know how need to know how to how to harden your skin, especially when it comes to people that are expecting you to do a task. But just know how to talk to them, man. If, even if it's just making small talk at first or if it's just something that you can just spin through the emotions at first and then get to the root of the source of the problem, you definitely want to know how to to, to be able to communicate. It's, it's something that'll save your life and save time. Got you. All right, so um,
0: what made you choose the certification pathway that you chose? So you said something about getting A+, then net plus. Mm-hmm. What made you start
1: with A-plus? Well, I knew A-plus was the baseline. So if you look at the A-plus and what kind of what it goes over and why it's so much more vast than any other certification, because it holds so much of those base principles that you would need to become anything else. So if any, of you ask any IT specialist that that would recommend it, you should know the the cables, you should know the, the acronyms, you should know the inner workings of the physical part. And the A plus is all about that. It'll teach you the inner workings of something. It'll teach you basically the operations of it. And then, so going towards like Net Plus or Security Plus, that's more of the the troubleshooting, the introspective part too. That's the part where you have to apply that basis knowledge. But excuse me, but the A plus is all fundamentals. You kind of need that to advance to anything else. Gotcha.
0: So, throughout your journey, uh, whether it's certifications, whether it's uh, getting a job, keeping a job, stuff that happens at the job. What do you think must has been the hardest part of your journey so far in IT? Um,
1: Trying to figure out what you want to do at first in IT. Mm. When, you st- when you put your foot in that door and you realize how big this hallway goes and how many doors this hallway has, it can get overbearing for you to not know which route to immediately start to take. But I think that the, the best route to take is to want to learn any and all of it if you can and just be a sponge as much as possible because you're going to need as much knowledge as possible in this field but this is just something that's ongoing so the hardest part would be to just differentiate and discern yourself and what you choose to start out with and then just trying to go from there and build up the tool belt off of the first stepping stone got you okay so but a
0: plus right so Mm -hmm. a plus is a two-part exam
1: did you pass on the first try? Not at all. And I'll be completely <laughs> honest with you. All right. I, I My first test attempt was 2016. Okay. I didn't, I failed it. I failed it pretty miserably. And then I didn't retake it until 2019. And that's because that first attempt really was my deciding factor. This is what I really wanted to do for the rest of my life. Mm. And it was a huge discouragement. But until I realized I didn't, this was what I was born to do. You know, it's, it's kind of like a passion. But it was very tough. The A-plus for somebody just stepping into the field probably going to be the hardest test that you're going to take and to, to retain for the rest of your career. But it, it wasn't just a, a cakewalk as much as I thought it would be for somebody that used to break fixed computers at a very young age. I thought I can go in there in that first time, and just, hey, I got this prior knowledge, man, I could at least get half of it right. That's nowhere near the case, and especially if you're waiting years over mm-hmm. a long mm-hmm. tenure. So it's always going to advance. You can always learn something new, but it, yeah, it definitely wasn't cakewalk for me. Either.
0: All right, Devon, you brought up some uh, really poignant, something that we need to, um, I think, pause and think about. So it's a misconception that A-plus is easy, right? That A-plus is no big deal. I work on computers. Uh, I know about technology, blah, 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 Don't do it, man. Don't do it. You can, Devon, he said he had a passion about this since he was five years old and yeah. opened up computers. Uh, his uh, family was he was an IT guy hey this don't work can you fix it and he would be able to fix it and he failed A plus right The reason that he failed A plus is because it's an exam and it's hyper focused. So A plus has uh, a bunch of stuff a bunch of different uh, terminology you got networking you got security, you got a little bit of coding, you got cabling, you got uh, soft skills, you got, uh, risk management. You got so much mm-hmm. stuff, but it's only ninety questions, man. It's only ninety questions, right? And a lot of times, a test doesn't always mirror real life. So what you're doing every day probably won't be on the actual exam, right? So if you if you're a, a network engineer, exactly. help desk, even if you work at help desk and been in the help desk for forty years, I would still advise that you go ahead and brush up on A plus. So um, if you don't believe me, let's say I got to renew my A plus. I teach this stuff, then pass A plus four or five times by now. Uh, teach it to people i would even brush up on, on the stuff so never overconfidence will kill you inside the exam
1: room yeah okay, make sure that you prepare yeah, as much as possible as much as you can just a tidbit man reduce your ego if you feel like you know this is for you reduce your ego and be as much as a flying ball as you can because this thing will humble you very quickly
0: right so uh since you took that ale did you ever think about uh giving up or quitting
1: definitely and that's what really between 2016 and me re- retaking it again in 2019 and i i took it twice i had to take the whole test twice i passed the 801 portion but then it turns transitioned to the 901 series 900 series mm-hmm. so i passed the 801 but i didn't do the 802 but just that whole series or time, time span i contemplated switching careers a number of times man it's, it's that i think these tests really are the weeding process of people that need to be in this field or want to be in this field it tells you how bad you want to be in this field because you will have to invest your time you will have to invest um your money you'll have to invest everything on yourself and bet on yourself at all times throughout this whole profession so it was, it's definitely a, a could be a discouraging um event or a lesson if you want to see it that way but um it it, it hardens you if you Choose to keep going and keep betting on yourself and just say that you have this and you know you'll get it sometime in the future. May i get it right now, but you will get it sometime in the future. They'll pay off and it will tenfold. Agreed. So let's focus and shift um
0: talking about network plus because that's the you know the latest W that you got. Yeah. So before you actually um passed network plus, how long did you study for? I
1: studied for a year. Okay. Full year.
0: Okay. So would you recommend somebody else take an entire year or was that because you had other things going on? Was it, you know, you got scared a couple of times, like, I don't know if I'm ready mm-hmm.
1: or what. Why do you think it took you an entire year and should it take you an entire year? Um, Recommended wise, if you don't have any prior experience, I would definitely say at least a year. Okay. It would take to really bone in what you what you need to know because it's all practicality. Mm. it's not necessarily book stuff it's all application you know you're supposed to know a principle how to apply apply that principle I, i'll give you a scenario and you need to apply that principle mm. but for me it took a year because of my job just for me being um being a network technician there are some things that i would do on a daily basis that wouldn't even translate to the network plus t- test that i took so it's it's definitely something the year of experience that they recommend come to recommends It's kind of like a a baseline. If you can have that plus, that would help then. But just going off of studying alone, it's going to take you a lot longer than it would for somebody with experience that also studied for a year. Gotcha. So do you think
0: uh, going back a little bit, do you think a plus helps you with net plus or you probably could
1: have just went straight for net plus and been good? Um, me personally, I think a plus definitely helped me with net plus because a plus instilled the OSI model into okay. it. and you will need that. And off of any other tests, you have the OSI model, like you say, your training of courses, that's something that you will take on with you for the rest of your life, even in the workplace. So it's a plus really helps solidify that for you. And it will, it's a, it's a great stepping stone to have that can help boost your confidence. One and just taking another caliber test of the network, like the network plus, but it also just helps boost uh, your knowledge base. So I, I would definitely recommend it. All right, so um,
0: the network plus you took at the house and you said the A plus you took at the testing center, right? Right. Okay, what was the differences? Uh, Cause this is just a brand new thing uh, for the longest. You could not take um, a certification exam at the house, but then the C word dropped and they had to figure out some other stuff, and you could take the tests at the house. So a lot of people says, "Hey, this would be easier. This is greater. This is more comfortable. Um, this is uh, awesome." But Devon, you said your experience
1: wasn't quite as smooth as you like you would have liked it to be. So what happened? And it, it was not. It was not a not a walk in the field, man. So just to give you a basis, uh, how it started, you would set up the the initial testing site, but it, it would have you test. It's all pretty much on your uh, equipment and your hardware, so you would test your hardware, make sure that your network is suitable, make sure your environment suitable. But the actual software that they use is very dependent on your hardware. So, like you would, they they use a, a application that requires you to not have anything going in the background. And if you have, if you are somebody that's already in the field, and you, for myself, I do uh, network management, so we have management console. If you have something that's going on in the background of the 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 application, it will pop up on the test. And for me personally, it kicked me out of my test at least five times. And when I say kicked me out, I say close the application that that CompTIA uses and you have to reinitiate the session, sit in a queue, a pool queue, and just wait. Wait Mm -hmm. while they're reporting you and then you're still being proctored and you have to retake the test. whole time, the counter is still going. So I'm taking the test trying to trying to initiate conversation between the chat because it's it's proctored so it's not like somebody is just constantly watching you 24-7 you have access to somebody you have to if you want to talk to somebody through support you have to uh, put in a ticket and then they reach back out to you which also takes time from your test because you have to talk to the support technicians about what's going on man it's just so much there's different variables that could go wrong and they have so many parameters that if you don't meet within these parameters then they could revoke your test for any reason but it's just depending on you your environment your consistency to uh, st- uh stay within the test and stay within the application but if you can if you can have uh application or if you can just take the test seamlessly for me it took more time than it needed to just because i had all these issues but it, it wasn't as bad you, you can't it's hard i would recommend taking it at the actual testing site because it's a lot less stressful Mm -hmm. and personally you would think just being in your own apartment or being in your room that you have the comfortability but no it's like having somebody watching you 24 7 you cannot talk at all you can't eat or drink anything you can't write anything you can't make any noise no taps no hands above your faces no anything so you just sit there and you just it's all mental at that point it it really tests your mental strength as opposed to the (laughs) testing site it's a, a lot more relaxed environment so
0: one thing I want to just say, uh, kudos to you for being resilient because most people would have been like to hell with it. They would unplug man, it, like money, it oh, ain't meant to be, man. and they would have just been out pretty much. It had been too much for them. Like, okay, the test is already stressful. I don't even know if I got these damn answers right. Now the damn test don't work five times. So good job, man. But one thing I did want to uh, just make sure, um, you could write stuff, right? They gave you a dry erase board, right, or no? They
1: have. There's an option in the, next to the chat. There's a whiteboard. Okay. And now using this application. The one thing I would say that if you are using these these plugins that they have, so like you'll use the whiteboard, but the application, say the PBUs, they only give you half of the screen to work with in general. So you have to fight within the boxes, the dialogue boxes to move the questions, to actually see the diagrams, to click on the things. So if you add a whiteboard to it or the, the chat board that they have, then it will take up a portion of your test. So I personally did not use it. But there is an option for you to to type in. I'm I'm pretty sure if you were to click on it, it would bring up like a dialog box for you to type in. But I I personally wouldn't know how you would do the math or you would do like taking notes or anything like that. If it would be a practical use of your time. Okay.
0: So. Aside from the damn thing breaking five times, what was the what was the most difficult, or what was something that you kind of wasn't expecting on Network Plus that you was oh damn, what is this? Was it? Was there any like surprises, or you kind of felt like you kind of felt pretty good about the overall experience?
1: Oh uh, well, like I said, the Network Plus is all practicality and application, real world application at that. Because they're going to give you even the multiple choice questions. The PBU is naturally they give you scenarios, You set up this for a certain situation, or give give such and such to these parameters but even in the the multiple choice questions it's a lot of scenarios that you would have to introspectively think of so you have to kind of figure out what they're asking for what would the customer want and that's kind of ties back into if you have experience within the field before taking the test it would help can't do anything but help because you have experience of how these questions are going to come at you and the verbiage that they're going to use but It was just a main uh, matter of how can you apply the principles you just studied for a long time, Mm. but it's not going to be cut and dry. I I hope I can instill this into as many people as possible. Do not think what you are studying right now is going to be on that test or close to any kind of verbiage that you are used to. Mm. Mainly just look at the principles, the uh, ideologies behind them. And then apply that to the questions that they are asking. That's probably the best tip of every bit of information I can get. Okay. So
0: um you got A plus, got an A plus. I mean, you got A plus, got Net Plus. Your mama proud of you. I'm proud of you. Would you recommend that for any for everybody else? Like if somebody else, you know, it's a younger person, older person, whoever, right? It was like, hey man, I know you got A plus, you got Net Plus. But let me just go ahead and hop over net plus or I just want to get a plus. Would you recommend the same path that you took for somebody
1: else? Uh, no, I, I personally wouldn't recommend it for everybody because it's not like a cookie cutter. Everybody is the same type of technician. You're not going to have everybody just be a help desk. Some people are just strictly help upset. Some people are just strictly security. Some people just want to do management, you know, so it's really finding out what you want to do personally within this field and then whatever it takes to get to your angle or to get to your dream position. For me, like a, for somebody that was coming from a more tactile and physical hands-on break-fix, break-fix was naturally the first step that I was gonna take and then just widen my tool belt from there. But if you don't need it, these certifications, that's what makes these things so, so beautiful, these certifications, that you can get it and apply it to whatever job that you need. It's not something that you need to have a prerequisite for. There are no prerequisites for these exams. But it's just they recommend for you to have prior knowledge, so it's not you have to take the A plus to get to net plus. You could just go straight to the security if you wanted to. But at the same time, it's uh, more recommended to to stack them if you can. It just makes you more credible as a technician to have those those uh, credentials behind you. Gotcha. You. Hey Instagram, I'm not uh,
0: ignoring y'all. I just want to make sure I'm focused over here. But, hey, thank you all for joining us. Um, so,, um, as far as certifications are concerned, right, I never, you know, give anybody false hope, like, yeah, man, you get a plus, you know, you're gonna be working for NASA, uh, you're gonna have a damn secretary, your own office, you know, it's just um, you pretty much got to pay your dues, right.
1: Mm.
0: So when you were getting certified, right, when you were getting these, uh certifications were there was there a certain salary expectation that you were going to have was it like "Mm, i got network plus it's time for me to call my supervisor i need i need a 50 grand bonus or what what were you actually expecting as far as um salary expectations now uh, just before you even answer it this is what i know i know that um in it and tech the uh ceiling for how much you can make it's pretty much endless. You can make 100 grand, you can make 200 grand, you can make 300 grand. But as far as, okay, I'm making, I get certified 60 days later, I'm making 100 grand. That may not be true, but uh, sorry for running on, but what, did, what was your salary expectations for uh, after you got
1: certified? Uh. I didn't really personally go for it. the salary-wise. It was mainly to get my foot in the door. I was told from many of different people that if if you at least want to step into this field, a plus is the first one that they're going to look at. It may not be the most credible for whatever you're trying to do, but it just says that you're taking the steps to get into this field. But I do know the net plus was something that I did for career advancement. Uh-huh. So for more for me personally, net plus uh, would double my pay rate my current pay rate when i was a plus was about 14 to 15 mm-hmm. but that was just it's it's typically off a of knowledge base and i say that to, to most of the people because you can have an a plus but not really have a plus knowledge if they're asking you to apply it and then whatever everything that you went through and expected expectations to get paid you wouldn't because you don't have that, that practicality to, to apply it so i wouldn't really see the certifications as pay raises or tickets to get a pay raise, I think they are opportunities for you to advance in careers, yes, and then incentives come with that. Mm. But other than that, I didn't see it as uh, a paid expectation. I just saw that if you want to advance, these certifications are a good way to to do it. Got you, okay. Um, So
0: uh, getting certified, uh, studying, uh, it's all different types of stuff you can use all different types of uh, avenues uh, to get what you're trying to get. So what are some free tools that you use and that you would recommend uh,
1: to other people? So if we're saying free YouTube and okay. you cannot be YouTube just because you have instructors like yourself, you have instructors like Professor Messer that take the time to put out instructional videos and, and content so that you can literally search up whatever you want to if you need to learn an, an acronym that you're not used to you can search it up and somebody put a video out there for it and it's just a matter of, of finding free avenues i personally use exam compass another thing i use for practice tests after my certification studying portion mm-hmm. um i of course i used your course but uh there's a couple of different uh free websites literally you can type on Google, um comp tier a plus or net, net plus 10 2007 whatever practice test and there's somebody out there that has some kind of form whether it be 10 questions but it be 50 questions something so you can baseline your knowledge that you have and just compare it to somebody that knows a little bit more about you just to solidify yourself got gotcha. you so um what's one thing or a couple of things that
0: you may have noticed from my course or paid stuff uh, as opposed to the free stuff, or was there any difference, or did you notice anything, or what was the
1: reason that made you want to uh, rock out uh, with me through the course? Uh, well, speaking specifically for the Net Plus, I, I used you for the A Plus, and you were probably the most simple. Oh, and I failed, and I failed you. Oh, no, 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 you didn't fail me the first time. I failed me the okay, first okay. time when I took it All back right. in 2019. You passed right. me. That's that's what made me come back to you in that Plus, but. Uh, it, you really simplified what needed to be known. You go over the objectives and you kind of simplify and, and you focus on that. And that's the most important part as, a, as opposed to paying for something that just has a whole bunch of different topics, different things for you to know, some legacy devices, things that you won't even need for the test. It, it really shows you based off of who you're, you're paying the, the subscription to or whatever it is their knowledge and how they studied and what their, their experience was. Yours just said that you took tests, you took tests, you passed tests and you know what it took to pass those tests. So it, it really, between some for you personally, it was like that for professor Mess, I never paid for anything, but he generally puts up hundreds of videos just for free. He has study groups out there just for free that you can just listen to like podcasts. So it's, it's depends on the structure and how they, Choose to put out their content that I've seen between the paid and the free. Well, I didn't really see a difference between uh, yours or any other ones that I was using. All of them were very, very, very credible. Gotcha. So
0: uh, you said you've been doing this or had a liking to or love for uh, IT uh, since you were young. Mm-hmm. Do you think that is a requirement? Do you have to have
1: um, a love for IT to work in IT? I don't think you have to have a love for IT. I think your love for IT will keep you in the field. I think uh, your love for IT will filter out if you really want to do it, or if you do not love it and it's just something that you picked up, um, then it won't, probably won't take you as far as you would hope to go or it depends on how, how big your expectations are. But uh, I wouldn't say you have to love it just because it is something that's so broad and even people that say they love it, you can't really ask them what specifically, unless they know what specifically you love about IT is just IT in and of itself. So, so if if learning new stuff about computers or anything, specs or anything technical wise kind of sparks and in, in, in inquisitiveness into you, that I would say it would definitely help being in the industry but you don't have to love it to get into it's definitely something that anybody can pick up to if you have the right mindset and the the right drive to want to learn more.
0: Okay. So you kind of answered the question, but uh, let's reframe it a little bit. Technology is moving at a rate that I don't think none of us could even comprehend. So what do you think about everybody getting in some form of technology? Um, when we think about automation a lot of jobs especially if it's labor intensive or if it's a repetitive type job is getting replaced by uh machines not trying to mm. scare nobody but it is what it is um the right. self-checkout is uh you know just a small version of it or in right. line. anything that's repetitive anything that can save money to be honest uh because you got to think about it a machine or a software it don't need no time off it's not going to talk back and it's not going to yeah. quit so do you think? everybody in some capacity, to try to get into technology or i.t
1: definitely i think you should at least want to not not necessarily get into it not to the extent that you want to have a career into it but at least have a little knowledge about it because nowadays you're not going to do anything that isn't revolved around technology the, the time of of like labor intensive stuff like trades and things are Coming obsolete because you have people that are smarter that know how to apply the technical technological knowledge to make something happen without the use of human interaction. So it's mainly you're going to need it at some point. If you see a baby that's born today, the first thing most parents would do would be to put a phone in his face or like iPad, iPad or something along the lines. Whereas for me, you know, I'm 25. I grew up with phone books and tech, uh, uh magazines and newspapers and things like hard hardback pages. And stuff like that. So times is changing, and you can't you can't get away from it. I, I T technology, all this stuff will succumb you uh, or, or overcome you. I'll say in a, in a great rate. So I'll definitely say you should at least have a, a prior knowledge, a baseline knowledge, a probably a fundamental level, and you you'll be fine. So um, in short,
0: to wrap that up, uh, in twenty twenty one, being computer illiterate is you is is, is no excuse you can't you cannot be computer yes. literate um when it comes to technology you either gonna roll with it or you can get rolled over so just make there sure you. that you um you're on the right uh, right path so i took uh, up enough of your time i think you didn't drop more than enough game i didn't know that you rocked with me with um uh or i forgot that you rock with me with a plus so you a plus certified network plus certified yes, you are a network technician what is um one piece of advice or several pieces of advice that you would give to somebody right now, whether it's uh, what certifications to get, uh, who to follow, what to do. What's one mm. piece of advice, or a couple pieces of advice that you would give to some people that's looking to get into IT?
1: For anybody that's looking to get into IT, keep going. Mm. Just keep going. Do not stop, man. Because this thing will mold you or fold you. Yep. And I mean that in a, a literal sense. You will. They will test your your drive and your need for wanting to, want to learn more, but just keep going. It will pay off in the end as long as you believe yourself, man. And that's the the, the one thing I can try to instill to you. You got this, just keep it going. Awesome.
0: So uh, one last question that i mm-hmm. thought about. Do you think it's important to have an end goal in mind or will that happen uh, throughout your journey? Like as far as, okay, I want to be a network engineer I want to be a security engineer I want to be an analyst or I want to be a penetration tester do you think that comes along the journey or you should kind of have that end goal in mind from the beginning
1: I think uh you should definitely have an idea as to what you want to do for your career but when you step into this field it will quickly show you that what you thought you want to do may not be what you are going to end up being doing in the future so I think once you get in here it's good to have an idea once you get into the door once you get into the door kind of broaden your idea you know just trying to trying to take take as much experience as you can that you get along with this like i said i was i started out a plus never thought i'd do network plus stuff but i just got tasked a little bit more to start working on switches routers and stuff like that so it kind of merged myself into it and i never had expected expectation of being who i am today so it's just something that you should uh kind Of just have an idea that it will change, it's forever changing, it, things will get easier or harder, and you may not want to keep up with the knowledge or want to keep studying or whatever. But just have it, a common idea or common understanding that it may change. It's, it's just like testing the water in the IT, too. My man, all right. So, this is one more thing.
0: Yes, uh, give me this. What the hell is this? April, April, uh, April 2021. Mm-hmm. By April 2022. Uh, what's one additional certification you're going to have and what's one other goal whether it's um, a position uh, or whatever but one certification goal and one other goal that you'll have by
1: in in a year's time okay well just speaking personally my next certification will probably be uh, anything cisco related so ccna probably be the best because cisco is becoming more and more proprietary on the daily it seems like um, so by at least by next year, 2022, in April, I would like to have my CCNA completed. Okay. Um, but as far as life goes, to be honest, the network plus was probably my biggest accomplishment I've had so far. So I'm really just riding the wave and see how far this this tech thing can take me. And the sky's <laughs> the limit. With this field.
0: My man. All right. So congrats on all your accomplishments. Thanks. This is just you know you're just scratching the surface. Uh, thank you for sitting down with the family. Uh, hopefully, your cousins got uh, some good gain from you. Uh, Thanks for having me. So if you want to uh, reach out um, to Devon, uh, he loves his job, his current uh, job. is wonderful. Everything is great. But if there's anybody out there that would like to uh, reach out to you for any kind of uh,
1: partnerships, uh, tutelage, mm. whatever, where can they find you at? Uh, well, personally, I don't mind if you reach out to me by my email address or social media. So my, my name is Devon Mobley. If you want to reach out to me, email. You can, my last name is Mobley, M-O-B, this is all over case, M-O-B-L-E-Y dot first name, E-V-A-U-G-H-N at yahoo.com. That's probably the most personal way to get to me. Or you can reach out to me on social media. I tend to put a lot of my, my daily job life on my social media. And that is my first name, well, Vaughn, which is V-A-U-G-H-N dot Legend, L-E-G-E-N-D, and then 813. And you'll find me there.
0: Awesome. So we just sat down with Devon, the future uh, lead network engineer at Google, uh Northern class. <laughs>